to setting up a posture that's helpful. So the posture is going to affect the breath, the breath is going to affect the mind. And so we can take time and sit in a way that is supportive. And it's not always the case, but sometimes the case, the longer we sit, the longer we have a time to make bad habits. <laughs> so uh, even if we've been sitting 20 or 30 years, it's not always a bad idea just to check in with basics and see how basics square with alignment. So everyone sitting on cushions on the floor, just check and see uh, whether your pelvis is tilted forward or not. The pelvis is tilted just ever so slightly forward, then what happens is there's a nice arch in the small of the back. And if it's not tilted forward, then what happens is the small of the back, rather than arching in one direction, it, it curves. When it curves, the whole rest of the back caves in. So what you need is enough height underneath your hips so that your pelvis is tilted forward. And if you need to get more cushions or rearrange or squiggle or whatever, this is definitely the time to do that. I'm sure there's many more cushions around if you need them. And if it feels like it's going to be an agony to be sitting like this for 45 minutes, then there's no point doing that. You know, get a, a, a stool or sit in a chair. And for people sitting in the chair, there's certainly nothing wrong with sitting in the chair. What's helpful is to have your feet flat on the ground. And if at all possible, to be sitting on the front edge of the chair and not to be using the back support because chairs are almost inevitably designed to make it so your posture is poor. They've got special engineering schools. <laughs> so we, we counter, counterbalance those engineering schools and, and, and sit on the edge of the chair and then you have to use your own back muscles to keep you upright and that actually is if, if you've got back muscles that will do that, it will, will, will keep the back aligned in an upright posture. So the idea is, is, is that the, the pelvis is tilted forward, which is what makes this nice little arch in the small of the back, and then the, the vertebrae stack upright by themselves, because mechanically that's what happens. So you don't need to use excess muscles, and you don't need to use your shoulders to keep your back upright. So let's see what happens when we do use our shoulders to keep our back upright. Just squint your shoulders up into your ears and just feel what that feels like. All right, it should feel pretty awful. Now, hyperextend the arch in your back and hyperextend the arch in your upper back. All right, it should feel really awful. Okay, so it's helpful to get a sense of what really awful feels like so that we can know what balance feels like. Yeah. So we can do this when we sit, is we can move through, hyperextend, and then realign into balance, yeah? Now let the whole thing collapse. Let the shoulders roll forward and the head roll forward and the back roll forward so that there's a kind of collapse. And just feel what it feels like, you know? Does this feel good? You know, how does that feel? What kind of breath is moving? What kind of brightness is there, all right? So we're going to move from collapse back through balance, upright, comfort, 
and then hyperextend, scrunch the shoulders up, 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 up into those ears. Overarch the back. And now this time, just let it all naturally settle. So it's not even will so much as relaxation that establishes balance. And, you know, sitting 20, 30, 40 years, it's still sometimes helpful to do this at the beginning of a sitting. You know, it helps establish the right posture, and the right posture has a direct relationship with the breath, will have a direct effect on the mind. So what we're looking for is something upright, but not uptight. Relaxed, open, flowing, allowing energy to flow, move. So it takes some settling in traveling, coming to a new place, a new routine, and new food, and new beds, and a new group of people. And oftentimes what happens is, is that whatever we've shelved until our, from our last retreat is digested partially through our body when we first start sitting in the next retreat. So the physical body is a forum for awakening. It's a forum for awareness. It's a refuge. It's a place where we process an awful lot of stuff, and it's really helpful to learn how to live in right relationship with the body. So to take the time to establish the right posture, and then to bring forward the quality of compassion we talked about first thing this morning, is warmth. A suffusing warmth that receives and allows experience into awareness. We don't need to force or push or shove our bodies around. We can receive them, listen, allow them. Allow them into awareness. And as we allow our body, we also allow individual experiences within the body, the muscles to soften, the skin to begin to feel relaxed, elastic, breathing, the ligaments to untangle and unwind. So the warmth of compassion, a compassionate awareness that receives, connects with and suffuses through the whole of the body. Not asking anything to be any particular way, not demanding, not rejecting but present, warm, interested, affectionate, honest. What does it feel like just to be sitting here right now? 
we can move from a, a non-specific locations to a systematic movement through the body. Scanning the body, bringing awareness to the top of the head. Just receiving sensations and experience of hot or cold, tingling, whatever's present at the top of the head. And moving attention from the top of the head over the forehead. Just get a, a sense of how many furrows are there in the forehead. How much tightness and tension is there. And there can be an invitation to relax. Not a demand, but an invitation to let those tensions, let them go. <coughs> and then moving through the eyes, feeling the sensations at the back of the eyes, behind the eyes. And we can see sometimes, you know, how much our attention is pulled out through our eyes by how much tension is present in the back of our eyes. So this is a, a time of inwardness, of receiving what is present inwardly. We don't need to be so focused on what's happening outside. So we can make an invitation for the eyes to relax and trust that what needs to be seen will be seen. We don't need to go looking for it. Bringing attention to the cheekbones. Often cheekbones hold a lot of tension when we're having to smile a lot. Put on a face in order to interact with people. So we can return to our original face. We don't have to be anybody for anyone on this retreat. And bringing attention to the mouth. 
tremendous sensitivity is present in the mouth. The vehicle through which we consume food and beverage and speak. And all of it can relax, the mouth and the jaw, the tongue, the lips. And our whole face often is a place where there's tremendous investment in appearance and identity. We can touch more the direct experience of face rather than the image or the appearance or the hope. Just relaxing. trusting that what is, is worthy of attention. And bringing attention to the throat. Just feeling and sensing what is alive in the throat. Making an invitation to relax open. And bringing attention to the top part of one's chest. And feeling what is present and alive in the top part of one's chest. And one can be aware of numbness as well as aware of sensation. And moving to the heart area. Just tuning into the heart area and receiving what is there, 
right now. There's no need for it to be otherwise. Just a, a willingness to receive and to allow. Bringing attention to the abdomen. place where digestion and oftentimes emotion is experienced. Anxiety or fears can often register in the abdomen. And with a warm and embracing awareness, just receiving what is present there. just seeing if it is possible that with an invitation to relax, with an openness to receive, is the first movement towards a sense of safety that can be found in the present moment. And moving attention to the lower abdomen. Opening attention, receiving what is present and making an invitation to relax.
and in the pelvic girdle, place that holds excretory organs and reproductive organs. Opening, receiving, and inviting relaxation. And down the legs, place where the hip sockets join the thighs. And all the ligaments there. down through to the knees. And from the knees down, the calf and the shin bones. the ankles. And then to the feet. So much happens in the contact of the feet and the earth. And often we do not find it worthy of our attention. Once again, bringing attention back up to the top of the head. Now down the back of the head, just allowing the scalp to relax. opening and receiving whatever sensations, feelings of pressure, tightness, coolness, warmth that are present. 
and down the neck, the back of the neck. and into the shoulders. So often we carry the burdens of the universe in our shoulders. And when there's so much turbulence in the world, there are big boulders in our shoulders. So we can receive the tightness, the thick rippled muscles, the denseness, the tightness, with an invitation to relax. Allow the muscles in the shoulders to soften, to release the burdens they carry. And down the back over the shoulder blades. and the middle of the back. To the lower back. the sacrum, and then the sitting bones, so that the whole of the back from the sitting bones all the way up is held in awareness, a warm, welcoming, inviting, allowing awareness that receives without judgment doesn't make demands. And doesn't reject. But makes an invitation to relax. To release any unnecessary holding and tension and contraction tightness,
And now once again, bringing attention to the shoulders, seeing how they're doing second time around. And embracing awareness that receives, allows and invites relaxation. A warmth that suffuses through the muscles and the ligaments. And from the shoulders moving down the arms. The underarm and the top of the arm to the elbows. And from the elbows down the forearms until we get to the wrists. And then from the wrists into the hands, the palm of the hands and the back of the hands. And again, once again, the hands are exquisitely sensitive and often unworthy of our attention. And yet the hands can tell us so much. It's how we relate to the world. It's often the mechanism through which we give and receive. And the level of openness or tightness can be a mirror of moods in the mind. Sometimes we might not even know how we're feeling. Just bringing attention to the hands can be a very clear indication. So what are the hands? How are the hands? How is life expressing itself through hands? just now. Now opening up the field of attention to include the whole of the body. And the largest organ of the body, which is the skin. Just see what it feels like to bring attention to the skin. And see if a warm, allowing, welcoming attention increases the flexibility, elasticity, capacity to breathe 
through the skin. Be settled in one's own skin is an expression of ease and well-being, of trust, of safety. bringing a warm and suffusing awareness into the present moment. Receiving life as it expresses itself through our body. Inviting relaxation. Welcoming what is. Rejecting nothing. through attention to the present moment. We begin to discover the safety that is in the present moment and rest into our own skin.
with the same kind of interest and care and openness. I would like to ask everyone to shift postures and stand up, aware of the experience of movement and the sensations in moving. So it's helpful to stand on the wooden floor rather than on the squishy cushion. And just feel your feet contacting the floor and let your weight spread out through your toes. Feel yourself rooted and grounded. Feel yourself balanced side to side and front and back. Just let your ankles soften and your knees unlock. And this time with our pelvis, we're tilting the opposite direction. So if we had a nice, big, bushy tail like a fox, we tuck between our legs. And that makes our sacrum flat. And then our belly can open. And our shoulders can roll back ever so slightly. And our chin tucks in just a fraction, which means that the top of the head and the nape of the neck and the small of the back are in a nice line. And then the fingers are gently curled to the side, relaxed, open. And this is standing. And as a posture can be cultivated much in the same way that sitting can be cultivated. Now in the US, there's a whole tradition of sitting. I'm going to go sit with Ajahn Sumedho, Joseph Goldstein. We don't meditate with them, we sit with them. And we somehow have become habituated to thinking that meditation is about a posture. Well, it's not. And so meditation is about bringing awareness into whatever's happening. And the Buddha recommended four postures for practice. Sitting, walking. Lying down. Standing. So standing is useful because it's a completely different experience than sitting and when our legs are screaming with pain and there isn't the presence to be with it in a way which is open and relaxed and we're just engaged in warfare, sometimes it's more compassionate to gently stand up. 
If there's sufficient presence, then being with strong sensation can be profoundly insightful. And likewise, on the first day or the first few days when we're settling into retreat, and oftentimes we go through doldrums and blur and sleepiness, we cannot stay connected to what's happening when we try all our tricks, we raise our hands and open our eyes and pull our ears and take deep breaths. We're still falling asleep. We're going into this la-la land which has no mindfulness present. Sometimes it's much more skillful just to quietly stand up, not as a reaction to what's happening, but as a wise and compassionate response to what is happening. And so you have an invitation at any time when you are sitting. If in your practice it seems wise and skillful response to what is arising, to very quietly just stand up. And so in this way we're not trying to create an image about how we appear, but being honest and responsive to what's actually happening. And again, we can relax standing. Relax the shoulders, relax the back, relax the abdomen, relax the hips and the pelvis, and relax the legs, so that there's as little effort as needed as possible. And it's a totally different posture, there's a different experience, and yet awareness stays the same. Open, spacious field into which all things arise. This is standing, and then there's a time for walking meditation now. And many of you are experienced, but if it would be useful, there's three different types of walking meditation that I'll just show. So whoever would like is welcome to leave now, and if you just want to hear the walking, you're welcome to stay behind. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.